Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how the body works. I am Shemaine Laney. I am your host. I am a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert and also certified iridologist. And I'm very happy to speak with you again this week. I hope you're all keeping safe and healthy during this time of pandemic, which I am praying like the rest of you passes sooner rather than later so we can all get some normality back into our lives. So in this week's episode, we are looking at viruses, bacteria, mycoplasma and the immune system. Before I go on, I must stress that the information in these per podcasts is for informational purposes only and not to be taken as medical advice and you will see that I record these episodes straight off the bat I don't edit them my goal is to just get information out to people in a very consumable digestible method and if I do slip up I generally will just correct myself and move on okay so today I want to discuss something that is a hot topic right now with the current SARS-CoV-2 pandemic Um, but it's not just because of that this is an important topic all year long and it's an area that I have delved deep into not only over the last few weeks but regularly over the last few years especially as cold and flu seasons roll around and if you're an avid listener or follower of mine you will see I have done several podcast episodes on cold and flu and the immune system and even on different biotics and so on and there's just so much great information out there that many people don't know about that I feel I need to share it and if you're in my Facebook biohacking group you will have seen that I have been posting study after study the last few weeks especially in the realm of viruses so that we are well educated and have the tools that we need. Um, And I've honestly been getting such great results with my family and friends and clients. by limiting their days of illness and the severity of their symptoms by using some of the more natural methods or protocols that I know about. So I'm going to fill you in on some of them here. Um, There will be a full compendium or guide coming out soon created by moi on boosting your immune system that will go deeper into detail than this podcast will um, with dosages and do's and don'ts and whatnot in it so keep an eye out for that but right now in Canada not only are we in the height of cold and flu season but we also have this new strain of coronavirus to deal with and if that wasn't awful enough um The weather gods have also blessed us with lots of snow and cold temperatures. So that's fun too. So to say some of us are being challenged right now by the universe is probably an understatement. Okay, as much as we don't want to catch anything, sometimes it can be hard to avoid it because it can be in our office building, grocery stores, 
daycare, the gyms. And even though we're supposed to stay at home when we're sick, unfortunately, many people don't follow by those rules. Regardless, I realize, and I've always said this, our best defense is good defense. So the best way to not get sick is to make sure our immune system is in top shape and working at full capacity and well capable of fighting off a pathogen if one comes in contact with it. So in this podcast, I want to, um, in particular, discuss antivirals, not just because of the current COVID-19 virus, but because I feel this is an area that always lacks attention. And certainly in the medical profession, um, and then somewhat also in the natural industry too. We hear lots about bacteria and the microbiome, but not so much about viruses. Um, And the honest reason is because most health professionals don't know how to deal with viruses. If you ask your doctor how to deal with a virus, he or she is going to tell you, well, there's nothing I can give you, just go home and get some rest and plenty of fluids. And although that is great inflammation, information and very practical, especially if you're getting lots of organic foods, bone broths, good soups and other good quality foods. Even all of that though is not enough, especially when we have these aggressive and virulent and insidious viral and mycoplasma infections floating around out there that we can easily pick up. These bugs are getting stronger and we know that, we can see that with this current COVID-19 strain and we know that the next one may be COVID-22 or COVID-24 or whatever new viral strains and pathogens pop up in the future, we know that they're going to be one, new to us and two, stronger than the ones that we see now. So honestly, it's really wise to make sure you are being proactive with supporting your body and your immune system. So rather than being a sitting duck and waiting for one of these pathogens to attack you, you take a stance to protect yourself. Build your body up and be as strong as you can. And even if you come into contact with one of these, you won't have it be such a big problem and your body will be able to fight it off efficiently. Unfortunately, things have not gone the way we would have hoped over the last few weeks. And there was a lot of people saying that we were over-exaggerating, that the government and the healthcare system were over-exaggerating, we had nothing to be worried about, and this will all pass. I wish that had have happened, but unfortunately it hasn't. And now we're starting to see things slowly, not slowly, but get worse here in Canada. Day by day we're seeing more cases of illnesses and I will say what I said in the beginning, that even if you think that this is not a big deal, it's still very wise to put some practices in place to make your body stronger and support your immune system. Regardless of if you get COVID-19 or not, eventually you will get something else. We all win. Well, whether or not that's just a really bad flu 
or some other pathogen or a different strain of coronavirus, eventually it's going to happen. So again, whether or not you think this is blown out of proportion or it's a conspiracy, it still, in my opinion, would be very wise to take some sort of action. Anyway, enough about that. So first, let's look at the difference between bacterial infections, viral infections, and mycoplasma infections. So bacterial infections are a type of microbe, so bacteria, that we can see under a microscope, and we have developed antibiotics biotics that help us manage overgrowths of these bad bacteria and bacteria overgrowths are very common and it's usually what most of us experience more often when we see nausea and diarrhea and stomach issues whereas a viral infection we haven't developed antivirals that have been shown to be effective. Viruses are much smaller than bacteria, and we are seeing that these new stronger superviruses like SARS-CoV-19 have these tough biofilms um, or outer coatings that can make them even more resistant or harder to get rid of. So that biofilm can be harder to penetrate, to get in there and kill the virus. And then mycoplasma, which used to be considered rare, and I've had many doctors tell me, oh, that's very rare. That's very rare here in Canada. Well, they're actually becoming more common and are even harder to kill because they are a type of bacteria that don't have a cell wall, which means most antibiotics don't kill them. This is where natural or functional medicine comes in and herbal medicine, because herbal medicine not only treats bacteria, but viruses and other pathogens too. Herbal medicine can be used effectively alone or alongside antibiotics or used as a post-antibiotic protocol to make sure that the bacteria is fully under control. Herbs have so many different constituents and active phytochemicals inside them that they have a multifaceted approach. They have more than one golden bullet. And when you combine a few herbs in one go, you're getting this wonderful synergistic effect that is also very gentle. So as I say to my clients, you're making sure that your immune system's army or natural killer cells, that their inventory or armory is fully stocked and prepared for an attack when you use herbal medicine and other natural protocols. That's not to say conventional medicine and science don't play a big part too, because they do. And as a biohacker, I am adamant about looking at what the science says, um, even what the science says about our natural and herbal approaches. And I always say that conventional medicine, of course, has its place, but so does natural medicine. And sometimes they can be used together as well. So we make sure our army is fully equipped and ready to go rather than clutching at straws when we do get sick or only having that one sniper ready to fight when we take more of a single-minded approach with say one antibiotic or one supplement. So we'd rather have a full armory than just one gun. Again, the best offense is good defense, and I personally 
am all about the prevention rather than being unprepared and if you follow me you know that I've said it before it's always been my approach so we know that herbs work really well for bacteria but where else can they help well exactly where we want them to be helpful um so what are some so exactly where we want them to be excuse me my computer froze so herbs can be very effective against viruses we don't have a drug or an antibiotic that works specifically on viruses so where do we turn we well we turn to natural medicine and the herbs that have been shown to have antiviral properties and this is super cool for me because i like to have a well-rounded approach to supporting my health and that's what being a biohacker is all about so um, we look at everything from the internal to the external environment what can nature provide what can science provide what can ancestral medicine survive so that full rounded approach to support my health my family and my friends and of course my clients too and what I found over the last few weeks while doing the research is there is a whole other world out there with the science and studies to back up um, herbal medicine and natural medicine and their effect on viruses and mycoplasma so the science is there most people listening to me right now will have one or two viruses or even mycoplasma lingering in their body and they might those viruses they might be latent but as soon as you get run down or your sleep is bad or your immune system is compromised they can start rearing their ugly head again or perhaps you constantly have a runny nose or somewhat sore throat from nasal drip or you're constantly battling something but it never turns into anything much or maybe it does once or twice a year but you're just constantly feeling not great. Well, let me tell you, this could be due to an underlying viral microbe plasma infection and I had one of these, which is not fun. So, um... September 2019 I got terribly run down and um, entered stage two of adrenal fatigue I still wonder if it was stage three I was pretty run down and all of a sudden I'm not feeling good and normally I feel amazing and I know how to take care of my health and this kind of spiraled me looking more into mycoplasmas for sure when I got the diagnosis of a mycoplasma that the doctor said was probably underlying or lingering me in me or hiding in me for months or years actually she said years but it only showed its face because I got so fatigued my immune system got smashed and it allowed this mycoplasma to show its ugly face again so it's very possible and let me tell you it's no fun trying to get rid of something like that when you get a full-blown attack anyway so when we look at these viruses we see some have this coating or that biofilm that I mentioned around them that makes them more resistant and some don't but 
there are specific herbs that will attack the coated and specific herbs that will attack the non-coated. So this is where the body and herbs can work very well together to get the job done. And then with mycoplasma, a lot of people don't talk about mycoplasma. A lot of people don't even know about mycoplasma. Like I said, they're the same as viruses in that they can lay dormant in your body for years and then as soon as you become extremely fatigued or stressed or your immune system becomes compromised, they're going to rear their head again with a vengeance and they are going to mess things up. Mycoplasma is a type of bacteria known as a gram-negative pathogen that retains only a cytoplasm membrane but no cell wall as I already mentioned but this no cell wall confuses the immune system as it can make the mycoplasma harder to be seen or be detected because there's no cell wall, there's no distinguishing proteins that our body uses on other pathogens to scan and or read like a barcode um, and say, yes, okay, we've read this guy, he's a bad guy, let's kill it. So even if your infection looks like it's gone, like the initial infection has died down, it may always be hanging around in your system and come back to bite you later. Just back to that barcode, our body also uses this kind of scanning system or barcode reading um, when it's having some sort of autoimmune attack. It'll scan different proteins and food particles and pathogens to see if it should cause an autoimmune response or not. So that's just something interesting to know. Anyway, so... Some examples of mycoplasma as well are ones that you've already heard of, but you didn't know they were mycoplasma. So we've got pneumonia, Epstein-Barr virus, glandular fever, urea plasma. Some of you will have heard of that one. Chronic fatigue syndrome and some cancers are caused by types of mycoplasma. Even the swine flu has been connected to a form of mycoplasma called pneumonia. Mycoplasma are also so, so small, like they're tiny, and that's how they can hide out in your body for so long. To give you some comparison, 4,000 mycoplasma cells can fit inside one of our red blood cells. So we're basically a host to them and everything else. Okay, so what are some actionable things we can do to boost our immune system using herbs and natural protocols? So we have these three categories, bacterial, viral, and mycoplasma. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter which one of them is hanging around. What matters is that we go about eradicating them and boosting our immune system. And the herbs that we have at our disposal usually eradicate all three categories and keep the immune system strong. This is why nature is so wonderful and when we combine nature with science we can really take advantage of all these amazing benefits. So when we look at herbs we're looking first at one of my favorites but a little bit harder to get your hands on it's Isaitis. And Isaitis is used to treat upper airway infections, which is exactly what we're seeing right now with COVID-19. It can be used for psoriasis, diarrhea, um, 
and other conditions that are connected to the respiratory tract as well. The next is astragalus. I really like astragalus. Um, I have it in tincture form and it's believed to prolong life and has been used to treat a wide variety of ailments like fatigue and allergies, the cold. The polysaccharides in astragalus have been shown to have promising actions against viruses too. Um, so that's really interesting. Next, we look at withania somnifera, or as it's more commonly known, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha has a systemic action against bacterial infections, viral pneumonia, and it is an immune modulator. Ashwagandha has also been shown to be effective against swine flu and it's great for inflammation. Some people consider ashwagandha to be an adaptogen, meaning it supports the body in times of stress. Um, I'm not so sure, but it definitely does have its benefits there. And ashwagandha is definitely one of the more commonly used herbs in the kind of natural medicine industry. Then we have burr marigold. Burr marigold is a plant that is used orally as an astringent. So an astringent is something tart or bitter or something that we can use to help activate the vagus nerve or the digestive system. Um, it can be used as a diuretic. It can be used to promote sweating if you were doing some sort of excessive detox detoxification protocol. Um, some have used it to treat hair loss, colitis and gout. It can be helpful for gout through supporting the detoxification and methylation pass pass pathways, excuse me. But it also has antiviral and anti-inflammatory properties and it's also been shown to be effective for supporting the mucous membranes throughout our body including the gut the sinuses and the airways so we like to keep our mucous membranes very moist especially the gut so that can help us with digestion but also prevent autoimmune disease and right now of course we want to keep our airways very moist and we want to keep things flowing very well so that we can be protecting the airways when we have a good mucus lining it's harder for bacteria and viruses to attach to our cell walls because we have this nice thick mucus membrane or lining that's stopping them from getting directly onto the cell walls so that's something helpful japanese knotweed is next and japanese knotweed also known as resveratrol is something i love and i've been using it for years and recommending to my clients for years i've been using it for its longevity and its sirtuin activity but then when i saw the studies i realized that it has amazing antibacterial and antiviral properties too um, i believe i've shared in my biohacking group one study showing the connection between resveratrol and um, antivirals so go check that out if you're in the group um, or I can send it to you. So you can just message me and I'll send it to you or email me through my website. 
Um, it also, resveratrol or Japanese knotweed also has antifungal and anti-inflammatory properties too. The anti-inflammatory properties can come back to some of that longevity and sirtuin actions as well, uh, turning on and off certain genes. Next, we want to look at another herb that's not so common but is quite effective and it's called Ceda or Ceda cordifolia and some of these names are tongue twisters but anyway there is some research that showing its effectiveness for asthma, bronchitis, the common cold, allergies, um, fluid retention, headaches, the flu. So there, there is some studies to show that it is quite or it may be beneficial as an antibacterial and antifungal. So that's something to consider too. And then the next two, these are more medicinal mushrooms than they are herbs. But still, we're looking at cordyceps and chaga. Um, chaga being one of my favorites and one I've been turning to lately in tea or elixir form just to keep my immune system strong but both of these are very strong antivirals they're immune modulators which means they help the immune modulate itself or stay in good strength or homeostasis and they're uh, also adaptogens which is very important for us right now as we may be experiencing some extra stress especially if you're trying to homeschool your stress levels may be elevated so they help to support the adrenals and bring them back to homeostasis um, some indications show these medicinal mushrooms can be beneficial for stiffness around the neck and head and including but not limited to headaches as well because some of these symptoms that stiffness and inflammation around the neck and the head can be an underlying viral condition so that's just something to take into consideration these things these herbs these supplements they're not something that you just add in when you get sick a lot of these are used as preventative measures they should be part of your daily life or staples in your nutrition protocols you obviously don't have to take them all but it is smart to have maybe two or three that are make a regular appearance in your nutrition Apart from herbs, yes, there's lots of supplements that we can use and there's lots of research right now coming out around supplement. I just saw a really cool study around molecular hydrogen and COVID-19, so I'll probably share that later in my biohacking group. Um, of course, lots coming out about vitamin C and zinc there's some stuff coming out about oil of oregano of course we can't forget oil of oregano we know it's great antibacterial and antiviral and i used it myself on the mycoplasma so i really like oil of oregano in supplement form in food form so adding it to your dishes and also um in essential oil form and in essential oil brings me to air purifiers. Now, right now, air purifiers are great. You can get an air purifier if you wanted to get a machine. You generally can get them anywhere, Amazon. Um, they're usually not too expensive. But another air purifier that is super easy and super affordable to use is plants. 
and some plants are better than others i did again a post on these in my biohacking group so go check out that i think the title is bedroom hacks i think that was the title um but some of my favorite that i actually have these guys in my house and some of the best they are aloe vera snake plants and spider plants and these will help filter out the air in your home and keep fresh air circulating and i spoke about these a lot in my biohacking sleep podcast obviously sleep is super important right now for keeping your immune system strong you can also use salt lamps and then back to the oil of oregano essential oil diffusers can be great too and many essential oils have the propensity to kill mold and pathogens in our environment including in our air so diffusing some essential oils daily right now is super smart make sure you're opening all of your curtains and your windows fresh air and sunshine are essential for not only keeping the body healthy and clean but the home healthy and clean too this is something that makes me giggle so every morning I get up and I open all the curtains and I open the windows regardless of the temperature I open the windows and I said this to a couple of clients and they said no no that is it's like way too cold in the winter and I'm like no even when it's minus 40 I still will let some air in especially if the sun is facing that window because that's going to take some of the cold away And then I said it to another client the other day and she said, you know, that's a very European thing to do. People here don't do that. And like looking out my windows, I can see my neighbors don't have their windows open, but I have my windows open. And I'm like, I suppose you're right. It may be a very European thing to do because in Ireland, when we get up in the morning, we always open the windows and we'll pull back the covers off our bed um to air out the bed and air out the sheets as we call it and i know there's this big trend now about starting your day strong and making sure your bed is made so you feel like you've accomplished something but my culture i was always taught to pull back the covers and open the windows like i said you air out everything especially a room that you've been in all night in blankets all night where you've been breathing the same air and it's been stagnant and there's been a buildup of bacteria it just makes sense I suppose to us to air out the house in the morning that's something to consider because you want to keep a clean funnel of air going through the house all day every day otherwise we do see mold and bacteria build up in houses especially when there's a lot of moistness and the air is stagnant but um, I did a post on that on uh, molds toxins a few weeks ago so go check that out so hopefully this episode has reinforced how important it is to make sure you are constantly supporting your immune system like there is no better time than now to take control of your health like I said last week there's going to be a lot more in detailed content on this coming out in my new immune boosting guide soon so keep an eye out for that as always please share with anyone you feel may benefit I really appreciate it Um, not only does it help me spread the word but it helps others understand their body and get some practical information that they can implement immediately um take care of yourself stay safe 
stay clean and remember the rules let's stay six feet apart let's wash our hands and let's cough at least into our sleeve i will chat to you guys soon um have a good week enjoy the sunshine and take care bye bye